We are facing a mental health crisis, one of epic global proportions. And it's not just people outside the faith, it is people inside the church as well. And the statistics are overwhelming. But could it be that not only have we missed the root of the problem, but in fact, we are actually causing the problem. Could it be that we are creating the very problem that exists within the church? Let's see what the Bible says about that. podcast. I'm glad that you're here for this one. It's going to be a good one, one that everyone really needs. We feel the weight of this with mental health yeah. uh, and the mental dis-ease that is going on in our culture. So I'm glad that you're here for this one. If you're on YouTube, if you would go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel, we've got podcasts coming out every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. And for those of you listening on Spotify or wherever else you may be listening, I'm glad you're here with us. Share this with a friend, someone who needs it. It's going to be a good one today. Yeah. So Jesus was very clear that we are are called to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our heart, yeah. soul, mind, and strength. And so then every yeah. one of those areas, he intends for us to be free and to know his life. Yeah. Faith is not meant for just some side compartmentalized mm-hmm. area of our life. And knowing Jesus has a freeing aspect to it for every part of who we are, including yeah. our mental health. Uh, doesn't mean that uh, people who are trained in the field of mental health aren't important. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there can't be medicines used from time to time, but we cannot neglect truth and spiritual matters when it comes to the area of mental health. And we're facing a crisis today. It's, it's, it's global. It's, uh, it's raging within our own nation. And the yeah. statistics bear that out. Um, some of the things I've seen just recently are that one out of every four people in the United States is facing a mental health issue. Wow, that's a lot. One of every four. So, uh, if you have a, if you're in a church and there's a hundred people in the room, twenty five of them are dealing with some kind of mental health issue. That's crazy. And forty one percent of Americans deal with untreated mental illness. I mean, that's wow. coming up on half. Yeah. Half of all Americans dealing with untreated. They're not mm-hmm. they're not having help, whether yeah. it be through counselor, medication, whatever yeah. it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, among mental health issues today, 42.5 million Americans suffer from anxiety mm. disorder of some kind. Mm-hmm. In other words, where there is some type of panic or tension or fear mm-hmm. or unrest mentally. Yeah, and not just <clears> like... <throat> Oh, I'm anxious for the day, but right. more probably of like a crippling, yeah. a, a serious like panic attacks and all that. Yeah, something that is keeping them from functioning at the mm-hmm. level of life that they would choose or would want yeah. or need for mm-hmm. themselves or for mm-hmm. their family. <clears throat> I did that, a few other statistics. One in six young people between the ages of six and 17 experience a health, a mental health disorder each year. One in mm-hmm. six. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. We're struggling. And at that age, of course, they don't have the full set of tools necessary for dealing with that. But that ought not be, especially that it ought not be at any level of life, but at at a child's level, a Mm -hmm. preteen and a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, One out of every eight emergency room visits involve a mental health or substance abuse disorder. Mm. Staggering. Yeah. Not just physical, not because of a wreck necessarily or, or, or yeah. some event that happened, but because of a, a mental health or substance abuse issue. Yeah. And again, like you see substance abuse <clears throat> happening 
mainly because people desire to have a different mental state. Mm-hmm. Yes. They want out of where they are now. Yes, they exactly. Want, they want to feel different, experience something yep. uh, freeing, you know, where I, oh, I'm, I'm high. I feel yes. like I'm out of the stress and pressures of my day-to-day yeah. life. You or know? I want to drown my sorrows. <clears throat> yep. I want to experience something to get me above, get high uh-huh. above uh-huh. where I am. Uh-huh. Exactly. And, and again, it's just that all those things like, yes, that's a problem, but just to get rid of a substance mm-hmm. is not solving the problem right. because it's something in the way in which what is triggering them to want to go to that. Yeah. And when those are unresolved, it leads to greater problems in life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 70%, I read this stat, 70% of young people in juvenile detention centers have been diagnosed with a mental health disorder. Mm. 70%. So <sighs> they're in a place because they did something, there was an action that brought them to that place. And 70% of those had a mental health disorder that most likely triggered whatever it was that they did that put them in that place. Mm. It's sad. It's tragic. And of course, um, when you have that level of the society and the culture dealing with mental health issue of some kind, it begins to affect the larger culture as a whole. Um, There are some stats about the impact on economy, for example, that uh, severe mental health conditions have cost the U.S. economy one hundred ninety-three point two billion dollars in lost revenue. That's that's literally incomprehensible. Yeah, one ninety-three billion. Yeah, because of a mental health issue of some kind that either put them out of work, um, caused them to not function properly in their work, and then there's another stat that says that globally the economy has lost one trillion dollars in productivity each year because of mental health issues. That is insane. So the world is struggling. The whole world is struggling. Yeah. Feeling and, a weight. And, and, yeah. and yeah. not able to function because of a mental health, a thought process, mm-hmm. an emotional, mm-hmm. mental inability to process life. Yeah. Um, look at some more of the specifics with that. Anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, and panic disorders are the most commonly diagnosed mental health conditions uh, affecting 42.5 million adults. That's just it's tragic and sad uh, when it comes to even just the area of depression. 21 million adults living with depression. Yeah. Living with uh, a level of a perspective on life that has put yeah. them in a sad, dark yeah. despair place. Exhausted. Place of despair, inability yeah. to function properly. Yeah. Uh, 3.7 million people between the ages of 12 and 17 experiencing major depression. 2.5 million people at that same level, 12 to 17-year-old, experiencing severe mm. depression. Um, you can add to that PTSD, which is another form of, of mental uh, illness. 12 million adults living with some kind of PTSD wow. in their life. And then, of course, you follow some of those, you track with some of those mental health issues. Sadly, for many people, it leads to a place where they say, I can't do this anymore, and yeah. they choose to take their life. Yeah. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for children mm. between the ages of 10 to 14. Only second to unintentional injury. Again, mm. you're talking about children yeah. who have come to a place where they have chosen to end their life because of their inability to function with the events of yeah. their life, the thoughts that they're dealing with, the circumstances in which they were in. They did not have a secure, stable foundation yeah. for walking through trouble in their life. Yeah. 
Mm. And then one of the more, I mean, these are all staggering, tragic, sad stats, but um, one of the ones I saw that was even more troubling, I guess, in some ways, is that over the last 20 years, suicide has increased over 35%. That's a that's a raging number that is just yeah. increasing. And yeah, and you think about like what twenty years ago is two thousand four now, mm. and that's like you know uh, a large height of like emo and like this very like uh, depressive yeah like rise <clears throat> all of a sudden you know right. to where like suicides were trending upward then mm-hmm. and it's thirty five percent more than it was. Then. Yeah, and you go through the whole COVID season, yeah. struggles going on yeah. in our nation, around the world. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it has only caused all that to escalate. Yeah. Now, some of these stats obviously mm-hmm. deal with young people, teenagers, mm-hmm. and you work with young people. What, mm-hmm. what are you seeing in the realm of teenagers in, in this yeah. with this idea of mental health crisis? I mean, in all of this, you just in those stats alone, we hear them mm-hmm. and- you know, we who do have hope in Christ yeah. feel a weight <clears throat> even in that. And so I think it's something, it, it, it goes to show that there is uh, fears mm. of what is ahead. What mm-hmm. Like if everything <clears throat> around is crumbling, yep. what's to say I'm supposed to succeed at all? You know, mm-hmm. how in the world can I take a step further if everyone around me is just trending downward. Mm-hmm. And so it's this weight and a fear of this is who I am. This, mm-hmm. And that's, I think a huge <clears throat> thing in this is that you start to, you know, gather your identity based on uh, what's happening around you and all this, you right. know, instead of uh, your identity being rooted in something solid or something true, something right. that is unchanging, something <clears throat> that's good as well, mm-hmm. rooted in good, you are going to just be crushed by a weight of hopelessness. Yeah. You know, and so I I see that even in some of the teens that we interact with here at at Vertical, that there is a sense of can things really even be different in the future? Mm. Why why try? Why continue pushing? Mm. Why live a life that's different if everything else around is just downward? Yeah. You know? Right. And so Again, I think this is where it's crucial that we would come into this with our minds uh, set towards where does the hope of the gospel impact us today yeah. to where someone can say, hey, tomorrow can be better than today, right. you know, and where you can say, um, Jesus took the weight of all my sins. Mm-hmm. And so I am going to live <clears throat> trying to convince those around me that their weight can be taken off of their shoulders as well, right? Because right. Jesus wants us to walk in his ways, which is gentle and lowly, and that yeah. he would be with us and that he would bear our burdens. And that's yeah. that's the passion that I have for students here in the church. And, yeah. and again, these numbers are just staggering. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't claim to be an expert on any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, my calling is to be a pastor, to know the scripture. I have walked through some mental health issues in the past. So mm-hmm. I feel like I have a little bit of a framework for understanding. I've dealt with panic attacks, fear, depression, all those mm-hmm. things. So I know I know what some of that is like. Um, now, I'm, I wasn't dealing with it, you know, in the 2020s. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine mm-hmm. being a young person yeah. uh, or being in my 20s, even at this time period, Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, I don't have one of these stats here, but I'd also read that it's in the 20s that most people have their first real mental health crisis. 
Uh, it's mm. kind of in that phase of where you're trying to understand who am I, yeah. asking those questions and yeah. begin to have those kind of crises. But you're right. The, the gospel has to intercede here at some point. The gospel is is designed for something more than just a, a Band-Aid, a pillow to help you as you go through it. No, there should be something that gives you relief yeah. and freedom that sets you free from these things. If Jesus truly said, and he did, you shall, you can, I've come to help you love the Lord yeah. your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It wasn't just a forced command. Yeah. It was much as it was a vision and a picture for what he had come to do. I've come to help you <laughs> know how mm-hmm. to love, to appreciate, to admire, to delight in, to bring a place of peace to your heart, soul, mind, and your strength. Yeah. So faith is meant to provide that for us. And mm-hmm. I, I've just thought, okay, if we're looking at this downward trending trajectory yeah. of yeah. mental health problems uh-huh. in our nation over the last two, three, four decades, mm-hmm. five, is there a connection between the fact that over those same five decades, we have increased our desire to run away from God. Yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. passed laws removing yeah. him. We have passed laws uh, freeing people to sin boldly mm-hmm. and and practice immorality. Is there a connection between these two things? Yeah. The obvious answer is yes. Yeah. It's like the more dependence <clears throat> on uh, self and logic and reason, uh, the further worse things have gotten, you know, the more yeah. uh, medication people are on is not solving yeah. the core issue. <clears throat> right. The more therapists there are in the world is not solving core issues. That's great. That's awesome that maybe mm-hmm. there is some relief for a time. Right. But is that what we're after is hopefully you can just like be relieved enough to maybe wait, make it out of here one day. There's just no way we're supposed, we're called to have life here on this earth and life abundant, right? Yeah. If this approach to removing God from the equation was going to help, you would think after three, four, yeah. five decades, like, and look at this. We people would are see more peace, more success, yeah. more love for one another. Yeah. <laughs> people are happier than they've ever been. Yeah. Depression is on the decrease yeah. and suicide rate and, are down. Yeah. It's not happening. Uh-uh. The opposite is happening. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah exactly. So when you start to, you step back and think, okay, wait a minute. Faith yeah. is meant to be able to give us a sense of peace yeah. and confidence and hope. Yeah. Faith is this rock solid belief for the deeper parts of who I am. Yeah. It's if Faith is a belief that there is a divine power who is greater than us. Yep. He's bigger. Yep. He's he's bigger than our minds mm-hmm. so that when I can't comprehend what's yeah. happening, I can lean into and trust that there is one who yeah. knows what's happening. Yeah. And his name is <clears throat> Prince of Peace. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, faith is, is, is the constant and confident belief that there is a, a divine love that's bigger and greater than our failure or sin. Yeah. That loves me in spite of that. My identity is not rooted in my failure, but in his love for me. And, and yeah. his name is, is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, faith in a, in a divine purpose that our worst days can be redeemed yeah. and be made new. Mm-hmm. That, that is what faith is intended to do. And now you begin to see that there is a mental health component to believing this way. Faith is the confident belief that there is a divine person that I can tell 
or I can call on in my times of struggle. When I'm hurting, when I am confused, when I am at the end of myself, there is someone, Mm -hmm. and his name is Jesus, that I can call on in that time. That's what faith provides for me. Faith is, is is a confident belief that there's a divine heart that understands and gives Real comfort to me yeah. in my pain. That in, in in the deepest, darkest night, in the deepest, darkest moments of the soul, I have one who yeah. knows me and I know him and I can lean on him, trust him. This this is what begins to impact my mental health. Yeah. That faith is this confident belief that there is a divine destination even after this life. Yeah. And all of that has not just a religious component to it, but it has a heart, soul, mind, and strength component to it, because this is what Jesus told us it would be. Absolutely. (laughs) So this is what begins to be the real basis for solving mental health issues, Mm -hmm. is understanding this kind of faith. So it's not, it shouldn't be any surprise to us that as a nation and as a world, there, as the nations in the world have walked away from God, there has been a, an increase of problems and mental yeah. health yeah. issues. You've heard it described maybe in some areas is like we live in a post-Christian world mm-hmm. of, of people who have uh, <clears throat> said, okay, that was for that time. Let's move on to the next thing, you yeah. know? And <clears throat> again, we've talked about it as well. Like there's, it's not like oh America's kind of like in the balance like maybe we're we're still a Christian nation maybe we're not like no, no like, we're not. <laughs> we have that <clears throat> has sailed that yeah, that the ship is, left the is gone it, mm-hmm. it's not like oh but we're really a Christian nation at our core no we're we're not it's yeah. it's not that way anymore right right the church is <clears throat> the marginalized voice the church is the mm-hmm. one that's mocked the church is the mm-hmm. one that's like. What are you doing trying to speak into political matters? No, stay out of there, right, you know? Right. So, again, we see what's happening here in mm-hmm. this post-Christian world. I think, again, that's just a call for us as the church to say, hey, we still are going to say the same answers. Yeah. And look at look at our <clears throat> church. Look, mm-hmm. at the, look at the members here at our church, mm-hmm. those who are walking in mental clarity, those who, yep. do not, who, who do not have the racing thoughts, those who are walking in victory, those who are not crippled by anxiety. Right. That right there is the <clears throat> telling testimony of faith, yeah, right? And true. that's the thing that's important. Again, I think of the story of the wise man who built his house on mm-hmm. the rock rather mm-hmm. than on the sand. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're fixed on the truths of this divine power greater than us, the divine yep. love that reaches <clears throat> us and that yep. transcends, you know, even what we understand right now, whatever we are built on that, it changes the way in which we live our life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and faith then is not just this, well, I joined a church. Yeah. Uh, faith is not just, well, I believe in God. Uh-huh. Uh, faith becomes this ongoing interactive experience that I have with the divine, with yes. God, yes. where I, in the places of my life where I am on the edge of me, where I can no longer yeah. control the uh-huh. situation, uh-huh. control the outcome, in that spot right there, I am leaning on in a very tangible way. I am trusting him to come through, mm-hmm. to keep his promise. And I'm leaning on that. That that moment right there is what actually causes mental health. Yeah. But when you don't, yeah. when you don't in that space right there, whatever that is, 
in that space, if you're not leaning into the divine, but you instead are leaning away from the divine, yeah. that is what produces the mental dis-ease, yeah. the tension, the conflict, the, the panic, the fear, the worry, the doubt, the disassociation, the yeah. disconnect, all of that. That comes when in the space of your greatest uncertainty, you don't have the divine to lean on. You don't have uh, a promise to trust in. You don't have an anchor for your soul. You don't have a person in heaven that you can lean on and, mm-hmm. he, and hear his words. That produces the mental discomfort and the dis-ease. Yep. Yep. So yep. Um, I was looking at um, at a website recently um, from Perry Noble, and, and he listed five areas that it is difficult for Christians in general to trust God. I thought mm-hmm. these are after looking at them, I thought these are pretty, pretty indicative. I guess you could say of, mm-hmm. of many Christians. These are the areas, like I was talking about, where we all have spots in our life, spaces in our life, where you kind of come to the end of you, and you think, okay, I, after this, I don't know what to do. I, I can't control the outcome. I don't know what's supposed to happen next. Right there in that spot is where we are meant to trust God. This is where faith comes alive. And so he, he lists five on his website um, that are the most difficult for people to trust God. And these are, these are uh, counting down from five to one. So his number five one is uh, my career. So I think most people can get that, yeah. uh, especially walking through the COVID era where all of a sudden... You know, maybe some things you believed about what was happening, maybe some convictions that you held to, they were being challenged or pushed, and you you had to answer some questions about what you believe and who you are, and even even pre-COVID and post-COVID, there's still issues where you you're faced with all of a sudden uh, a moment of. Am I going to hold to my conviction this spot right here? Or am I going to hold to what God says is true? Or am I going to give in to the pressure, the expectation, the equity, fairness, you know, mm-hmm. policies or whatever it is, yeah. those yeah. moments where you have to really lean into God and say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. Yeah. Even though this saying this, writing this, doing this could jeopardize mm-hmm. um, my future. I, yeah. I get it. It is a tough place mm-hmm. because your career is where your yeah. income yeah. comes from. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you're you're here on this earth stability. <laughs> yes. Yes. And ultimately, it's God who yeah. provides the income. But yeah. it again, it's one of those moments like, okay, am I going to trust God? Yeah. Uh, for me, career, it came to that point in my life. There have been multiple moments where mm-hmm. I've had to say, okay, God, uh, this door seems to be closing in this one career spot here. I don't know. I think you're leading me in this direction, but to do that is a real leap. I'm going to have to trust you as I jump off into the <laughs> abyss yeah. of my lack of understanding. But he he always caught me, and he still does. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of those places I get it, career. Uh, yeah. The number four that he lists, I think most adults can relate with, is your children. Trusting God when it comes to your children. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you're raising children, you know what this is. 
And if you've raised children, you definitely know this experience <laughs> because um, the moment a child is born, <laughs> they begin a process of preparing to walk away from you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're close. They're in your arms. They are totally they're literally in your belly. <laughs> yes. They are, they are in you and yeah. with you and dependent upon you, but you're working toward this goal of, of weaning. You're working yeah. toward this goal of movement, mm-hmm. walking, and they mm-hmm. walk away from you and mm-hmm. they learn and they feed themselves and then they learn to care for themselves. And they learn responsibilities. And all of that is, is your hands are a little bit less on in that moment. Then there comes places and moments in time where they start walking really away from you. They might go to school and they leave you. And I remember some of the first days our kids were in school and it was difficult to watch them go out the door and know they weren't going to be under our, you know, hands Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. a long period of the day. And then, or to see them go away to, uh, I remember the first time Brianna went away on a trip where she was far, far away. She went on a mission trip. She was outside yeah. the country and yeah. there was no, we couldn't even cell phone talk or yeah. anything back yeah. in the day. That was very difficult for yeah. me personally yeah. uh, to know that she was outside my <laughs> ability to yeah. protect her and care yeah. for her and even hear from her. Yeah. And so it's, it's those moments that you start, okay, God, I'm at the edge of me, the end of me. I'm yeah. going to have to trust you in this yeah. moment. So, because like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of the thing. <clears throat> yeah. Like, it, it, it's either you're, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to be so wound up in anxiety and stress and I'm yep. going to literally just every moment of the day be trembling in fear. Yeah. Or turn to the God who says, trust me. Yes. <laughs> and I felt every bit of the emotion yeah. that went with that. Yeah. All of that. Exactly. The, the uncertainty, the tension, the fear, the worry, the doubt, uh-huh. the sleeplessness, all that, the racing mm-hmm. thoughts, every bit of that. Yeah. And it was the choice to trust God in that, yeah. that actually settled it and brought me to a place of peace. Yeah. Now, it and, sure helped the day I got to hear from her on yeah, that trip uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and the day she came home. Yep. But. And not to say that, like, whenever you do put your trust in God, that you're not ever going to feel any of those emotions oh. ever. You know, it's like, no. you can still say, I am <clears throat> trusting God with this. And then you're going to be like, but what if, but you have to remind yourself, yeah. I'm still trusting God with this. And yeah. I'm scared. Yes. But I'm still trusting God with this. Yeah. I don't understand how this is going to work out. Yes. I'm still trusting God. With yeah. This. We had five kids and every one of them at some point, at least once went to the emergency room. Yep. I hate that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you just hate that experience. Yeah. You know, seeing your child in pain, suffering, uh-huh. struggling, not uh-huh. knowing the outcome, what's going to happen. There's what's, no, you can't do anything. I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. And so those are the moments that put you right on the edge of you and the beginning of God. And, yeah. and this is your moment right there. Mm-hmm. But that's the only place you can really find hope and yeah. help in that. And that's what he's there for, yeah. to, for us to love him. Exactly. With all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength yeah. in, that, in that moment. And, and again, I, I would think again, and this is like matter of whenever it's like, what, what else am I going to do, but trust God, you know, and the first time you really take that step, you're like, this is the most terrifying thing ever. I don't, I don't yep. know how this is going to work out. Yep. But then after you see, Oh, God is still sovereign over this yes. situation. Even yes. The next time you encounter a situation like this, you're going to be like, Oh my goodness, I'm going to have to do this again. Right. You know, but at right. least you have a memory of yes. God is faithful. Yeah. God, God is sovereign. I have a track record. Yeah. And then you continue to develop that habit of, I'm at the end of myself. I need to trust God with this, you know? And then even as it gets closer, you know, maybe you're not all the way to the end of yourself, but you're like, I'm going to trust God with more in my life, you know? And then if you're involved in a church, 
then you get to hear the stories of other people who yeah, said, so hey, good. I went through yeah. that, and here's what God did. Yeah. That's, that's part of the beauty of the church. You have other people who've walked yeah. down the road ahead of you, yeah. and you can hear and be encouraged from their stories. You can talk to them about where you are, and they say, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that all gives peace. That brings some mental health yeah. to the moment. It's good. Uh, Perry Noble lists the number three uh, area that's difficult to trust God is my relationships is uh, the areas especially where there's tension or conflict. You know, maybe it's a child who has walked away from you or walked away from the Lord, or maybe it's in a marriage. Um, Maybe it's a friend and there's been conflict. There's been a hurt. Maybe they have hurt you and the need is to forgive, or maybe you've done the hurt and you need to ask forgiveness. In those moments that you really have to trust God because relationships prove... You don't yep. run the ship. Yep. It's, it's true. <laughs> you yeah. you can't control another person. Yep. The outcome of, the per, of yep. another person, their heart, yep. and you completely have to trust God. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's no wonder that Jesus would say, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mm-hmm. mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself." In yep. other words, you're gonna. I'm gonna show you another way to truly be free and love and experience freedom. And that's in yeah. relating to other people. And again, you can you can spin your wheels all day long and being like, I'm going to try to control. I'm going to try to get this yes. outcome. I'm going to try to manipulate. I'm going to try to guilt. I'm going yes. to try to, and I want I, I want it my way. I want it on my terms. Well, cool. It's still the you show around here, I guess, yes. you know, and to do that while claiming the name of like, I'm a Christian, I'm born again. That sure is not displaying your faith in God exactly. in your relationships. Yeah, and so you get into other mental health issues in relationships yes. like narcissism, yeah. manipulation, guilting, and yeah. shaming, and yeah. go down the road. Yeah. Those are all evidences outpoured yeah. or poured out inside a relationship yeah. of where you're not trusting God. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to run the show. Yeah, because again, like in a relationship where there is <clears throat> trust in God, you speak and you you share with someone and you don't have to control or worry or you know all this stuff about what their response may be you're saying yep. hey i'm speaking this out of a place of confidence out of a place of peace yep. you know and i trust whatever is going to be the outcome of this you know i trust god with it you know yeah. if there's if there's conflict that needs to be resolved that's how you do it you yeah. know instead of like i'm going to try to make this whole like army of defense around me and then mm-hmm. attack you with this. And it's all on my terms instead of yeah. and my it, faith. It, even in marriage. I mean, I, you know, you yeah. sacrifice and you love and you have to trust God at the end of the day with all yeah. of that. You trust God that uh, you're doing what he called you to do and you trust him for the outcome yeah. in that. Yeah. So I get it that that would be number three. Yeah. Uh, number two is what Perry Noble refers to as my other life. And what he means mm-hmm. by that is often in the church, uh, people tend to compartmentalize faith, and they it's they think of it in terms of it's for my Sunday, you know, it's for mm-hmm. my spiritual moments, it's mm-hmm. for my religious component of my yeah. life when I'm praying or whatever. Yeah, know. but it, it faith is for the whole of our life, and so when he re, he refers to my other life, I think what he what he by his own definitions he's talking about how we live out our faith. You know, we're mm-hmm. called to live it out, as we say here at Vertical, we lift him up and live him out, and so. You, this means trusting God out in all of the other aspects. This means trusting God over what other people think about me. This means trusting God over my own opinions, my own feelings, over my emotions. This means trusting God even when I'm being pressured by others Good. to take part yeah. in some type of sin. 
Mm-hmm. You know, activity that's dishonoring to God. Mm-hmm. This means trusting God when temptation's screaming at you. This means yeah. trusting God when the world is shouting lies at you. This means trusting God when it would be, at least appear to be easier just to go the way of the world. Mm-hmm. No, this is in this, your other life, your actual whole life. Mm-hmm. You choose to say, God, I'm going to pray and trust yeah. you. I'm going to give and yeah. trust you. I'm going to serve and trust you. Good. I'm going to sacrifice and trust you. And I'll do that in my marriage. I'll do that in my job. I'll do that on the highway. I'll do that <laughs> in my finances. I'll do that in my relationship. I'll do that yeah. in my priorities. I'm yeah. going to seek first yeah. the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And in all these things, I'm going to honor him. Yeah. And, and then he will provide. Yeah. He will do all that he has promised. Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, yeah. acknowledge him, and he will direct yeah. your path. So I get it. That, yeah. that's, that's a biggie. It's yeah. a big deal choosing to trust God yeah. with the all of your life. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. So the number one area he points out, and probably no surprise, um, he says it's the most difficult to trust God in is when it comes to the subject of money. Yeah. It really is probably the most telling mm-hmm. of all subjects. And you know, Perry Noble says that money is the most unsurrendered part of most people's lives, mm. but it's also the area that's the most out of control in people's lives. And so uh, until God gets control, then it's going to be out of control. It's one yeah. of those, you know, there's mental health issues and then there's financial health issues. And mm-hmm. if you're not honoring God with your financial health, you're going to have some financial dis-ease. Yeah. You're going to have some struggles yeah. there. Jesus talked a lot about money. He said, we're not to trust in it. It's not to be our trust. You're not yeah. to lay up for yourself treasures on earth yeah. where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. Um, he said, we're to tangibly trust in him by investing in things that are heavenly. Yeah. Uh, we're to lay up treasures in heaven. And that so much so that Jesus said that where your treasure is is where your heart is going to be. So finances, money, it's a big deal. It's one of the, it's, it really comes down to the, you know, rubber meets the road moment about what you trust in. Because there's sometimes that you end up where there's not enough money to cover the rest of the week. And in that moment, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, what am I going to do here? Yeah. And all of the, the fear, the anxiety, the tension just starts rising up. Yeah. And you have to deal with that in the same way you deal with some of these other areas. Yeah. 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 I was going to say all the... Again, it goes back to, are you going to trust yourself with this more than you trust God or like, what is your outcome? You know, mm-hmm. again, whenever you get to that time where you're like, I don't know how ends are going to meet. Yep. Well, you have two options. Either I'm going to stress and be angry and be, you know, like frustrated at whatever. Yep. I'm going to be anxious about this. I'm going to be, you know, depressed, whatever it might be. It's like, what is that doing? Yep. You're, you're exhausting yourself emotionally yep. Yep. and, and that's, that's not going anywhere. And so the thing to do, the only thing you can do that will actually prove beneficial is trust in God yep. for the provision. That's right. You know, I, I, trust, seek, pray, whatever it may be. Yeah. And all these areas we've just mentioned, these five and, and many others, there's been moments for me personally and for Heather and I both mm-hmm. where we'll come to the end of the day and we're, you know, laying in bed and talking at night and like, okay, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do in yeah. this situation. Yep. And it, it, it's beyond us, it's bigger than us, it's painful, it's difficult. Yep. What are we going to do? And we have tried to practice, okay, God, well, we're going to pray. Yep. We're going to do what you said do. So we're going to pray. 
together and ask you for your help, for your wisdom, for your direction. Yeah. We're going to trust your promise. We're not going to just pray. We're going to do that, but we're also going to do what you said we should do. And in that, we have found peace. Yeah. We found direction. And sometimes yeah. it has worked out like we thought. Sometimes it worked out mm -hmm. completely differently than we thought. Sometimes it didn't work out like we wanted. Mm -hmm. I mean, just recently there was uh, a friend who was struggling with health issues. And we, we were at this place of momentary panic, dis, you know, dis-ease, tension. And we just pray and cry out to God. Peace came in to us, for us in that moment. But the answer didn't come like we thought. Mm -hmm. The friend died. Mm -hmm. But even there, we chose to rest in promises that we knew from God's word. And it brought greater mental health instead of mental disorder yeah. and dis-ease. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, some of this is, has driven us to the place where here at, at Vertical, we talk about this stuff a lot. Yes. We do series around. In fact, we're about to walk into a new series mm -hmm. called, Will You Trust Me With It? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm confident this is what God yeah. wants us to do. Is yeah. He puts things in our hand so that <laughs> we will yield them into his hands yeah. and trust him with it. Yeah. And there find peace. Yep. So... Uh, you look at scripture and it it just drives this pattern and this teaching over and over again. Philippians uh, is a well-known uh, passage, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing. In other words, um, be not in mental dis-ease yep. for anything, yep. but in everything by prayer and supplication, mm -hmm. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. In other words, the mental health of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. This is not just a religious component of your life. This is not just for a Sunday talk. This is not just for your spiritual part. This is for the whole of who you are. This peace, this mental health from God comes in and it guards my heart and it guards my mind. It helps me to not travel off down the path toward mental disorder and yeah. chaos and dis-ease. And then Isaiah 26, uh, Two verses that have just been to me a rock. Mm -hmm. um, it says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. In other words, you keep in perfect mental health yeah. the one whose mind is stayed on you because, he says, he trusts in you. And you can't trust until you're in a moment where you need to trust. <laughs> you can yep. say, I trust God, but until you've stood on the edge of you, yep. until you've stood on the edge of yeah. emptiness out there, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen next. Until you've stood there and had to trust God, you don't even know what that is. But when you do, then he gives that kind of mental health. Yep. And it, then the next part says, trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Yeah. Man, it's powerful. Yeah. Again, that God would make himself known as the Prince of Peace and that he would have mm. 
these the peace <clears throat> of God which surpasses all understanding, greater yep. than what our logic and reasoning can can yep. handle, you know, and that we would trust in him forever because he would keep us in perfect peace. Why would this not be the absolute cry of the church today? Yes. Because this is where people live. Yes. This is this right here in the mental disease, we're seeing these stats, these crazy stats. Why would we not talk about this? Mm-hmm. Why would we spend time and in other areas where people are like, I can't even hear you because I'm so dealing with mental yes. dis-ease. Yes. I can't hear a word you're saying about the return of Christ or yep. you know, justification, whatever. Not that those whatever. things aren't important, no. obviously, because that's great. Yep. Those are all essential doctrines. Yep. But why would we not focus on this area of mental health and where your faith meets that yeah. where you get to the end of yourself. Cause that's what I think all of these people who mm-hmm. deal with mental health would say, mm-hmm. I'm at capacity. Yes. I don't have anywhere. I don't have any more real estate to give towards yep. this, that, and the other, you know, right. my fears are overwhelming me. So yes. I have to turn somewhere. Yeah. Well, guess what? We have a divine God who has made his way to us. You know, mm-hmm. he has given us the answers to mm-hmm. these problems. Mm-hmm. And so, this has to be where we just shout the truth. Yes, it has to be. That has to be the church's call. Yeah. I mean, that's what Jesus said. I've come to set the captives free. Yes, yes. <laughs> to, to give, you know, relief for those who are in mourning, for those who are yeah. in grief, for those who are in despair. Yeah. yeah. That's why he's yeah. come. That's the group that he targeted. And yes. he said, blessed are you because there's reward, you know, yes. there's, there's an answer. Yes, and so this is our, our our champion cause. This is our 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 clarion call to the world today. Come to Jesus, for there is rest for your souls in Him, and yeah. rest for your mind in Him. Yes. And, and and He asks us, "Will you trust me with it? Will you at yeah. the place where you are in your greatest despair in that moment? Will you allow your heart to extend to me yeah. and trust me?" to do what I will do in your life. Yeah. Again, one last thing, all all of those emotions you could say of anxiety, depression, whatever those things, those are all the indicators of, I I need to go search elsewhere for an answer. I need to go search elsewhere for someone to come and meet my need, you know, and that's where people turn to substances and whatever it may be. Yep. But that is literally the heart crying out for wholeness, for holiness, for pure a pure mind and yep. for peace and that is everything that god offers for us yeah it, it, it's the indicator lights in your car yeah. coming on yeah saying exactly. hey there's something wrong here tire pressure is yep. low oil is low yep. water pressure is yep. you know uh-huh. oil pressure is down uh-huh. you need to do uh-huh. something yeah and, and you can't just stick a piece of black tape over that yeah, and exactly. hope that that's going to take care of yeah. you you go and uh-huh. you find help yeah. For that moment. Yeah. Cool. You, you can clear the manufacturing systems and all that stuff. <laughs> Guess what? Your car is going to, you know, yeah. die out. That's yep. correct. So, uh, man, what, what good news to know there is hope and help in Jesus. Not yes. just to band-aid with us in the process, but to be with us and actually free us yeah. from those mental health issues. And he invites us to trust that yeah. that's the way to mental health. So... Yes. Um, come check out our series Uh, Will You Trust Me With It check us out online come visit us in person see what God is doing here while we keep lifting him up and living him out